try this. Go. Yo, it's your boy, the director Chris Kimming, coming to you live November 25th, 2021. It is Thanksgiving. This is a CK Project podcast that tonight we're going to talk about grief and loss. And it's weird. I know. I apologize because we haven't done a podcast in like eternity, but that's turning around. Life has been an interesting ride this past year. As always, with me is the lovely, beautiful, talented Sarah the Ted. And with us are common, frequent uh, co-hosts, Elisa Wiggin and Chris Matthews. Hiya. Hello. All right. With that being said, let's get into 2021, the year that just added on to the year of suck. And there's been a lot of things. We have gone through a pandemic. It's the COVID that got her. Yeah. Well, she had that, too. So that's what I was and then the pandemic. Somebody who used to be close with me just died a few weeks ago of COVID-related <coughs> complications. And, you know, I, it kind of it makes it irritates me because people are like, oh, it's just the flu. And I'm like... It kind of irritates me because it sounds arrogant to talk about it that way. But, you know, again, everybody has the rights to their own opinions. But I'm like, well, you know, the biggest deal. I guess we could all be on the same page about it. Honestly, if you if somebody doesn't want to get the vaccine, you they shouldn't be forced, honestly. If they want to go through and go through what this friend did, who seemed very against it and everything, yeah, yeah, you know. But again, I'm trying not to judge people for not taking it, and I've known people that give me reasons why they don't want to take it. And the biggest commonality I've noticed about it is it's not that they're necessarily against the vaccine itself, but they're against being told that they have to take it. And so, you know, that that's a we there's a whole debate in in what's right and your freedoms and your responsibilities, you know. But but the truth is there's people who can't vaccine because there's something, there's something they put in like uh, flu shots, uh, like one of the proteins or something that she got. She got a flu shot and she had an allergic reaction to it, and then her doctor said, "Well, do you know which shot, you, which one it was?" And she's like, "No." She goes, "Your best bet's not to take a flu shot," and she's just got issues to where she doesn't feel like medically she could take it safely. Doesn't make sense. You want to uh, tell our audience how it makes you feel? I know you weren't very uh, close, but... Well, it's funny. It's reassessment of everything. 
uh, you kind of the old Edith Kubler Ross states. I don't know if anybody remembers them from the movie All That Jazz. Um, uh, bargaining, anger, guilt, and then find. Uh, there's five of them. What is it? Bargaining, guilt, anger, depression. Uh, uh, yeah, there's another one. It's a, and then finally acceptance. And of course, immediately I went into anger. You don't necessarily go through them in order. Um, I had a counselor tell me. And of course, not being close to my dad and having a lot of pre-built up frustration, I went through anger. And now I think I'm going through, uh, oh, bargaining. Bargaining is the other one. I, I think I'm kind of going through a little bit of a, a reassessment with bargaining and stuff like that. It's very odd. Um, you can't really force it to go in any one direction. It's, you sort of have to just stand back and look at, kind of be at the center of your emotions. You don't try and control them. That makes it worse, but work with them. So, so with that being said, um, I'm going to touch upon this a little bit is, uh, you know, you, uh, you ended up helping take care of your parents for what the last 20 ish years. Yeah, it wasn't. And that wasn't something I planned at all to, uh, it's getting out and just realizing, yeah, it's, you can't deal with the past. I mean, once they're gone, it's over. It's your, and that's kind of hard to deal with because a lot of the plans that you make are based on your kind of when they're alive, you base your plans on what you're going to do when they pass as if they were there. And then when they're not, this is a little hard to explain. They're not there. Those plans become moot because they're not based on the void that suddenly created um, you kind of there's part of you that wants to uh, still act a lot of things you're like oh I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna prove this and you realize you're kind of doing it as if they were there and they're they're not there now you can't do anything you have to live learn to re fill this void whether you like them or not or whether it is with mine it was a mixed bag this is a little hard to explain but um it's like another version of growing up when you went to college you said you know you were a teenager you said you want to do all these things and then another phase of your life happens you're like uh well that those plans weren't I'm I'm kind of struggling here I got to think of something specific well if I can because I know you're a music uh, fan mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. I, I uphold uh, beautiful boy by John Lennon has got one of the best uh, best uses of words when it goes Life is what happens to you while you're busy making little plans. Yeah, I think he stole that line from somebody else, though. It may be, yeah. but listen. Uh, but it, no, it it's true. I think, uh, God, my mom used to say that. In fact, it's, uh, 
I think she got it from a priest or something like that rather than John Lennon. Um, the best thing you can try to do is learn to have compassion, but that sounds like such a cliche. Compassion doesn't mean be a wuss and forgive everything. Um, there sort of has to be, I guess, what they call radical acceptance now, where you have to realize you can only plant seeds for the future. It's um, as if your field was burnt down when somebody died, your field of crops that you planted. And it's like you have to replant over and over. And you have to have the patience for wait for these new seeds to grow. And it's frustrating because when you think somebody die is dies, you're gonna have everybody's like, oh, move on, move on. Well, move on doesn't mean just okay, they're dead. Everything's just simply without them. There's interactions and things and uh, habits that you have to change and move on. It, it's it's basically a planting a new harvest. I know that sounds maybe corny, but you, you have to plant new corny seeds for yourself. Harvest, but it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't really trying to. I get what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. I have picked yeah. up the phone so many times yeah. to call my sister, and she's not there anymore. Yeah. Who do I talk to right now? Uh, who do I talk to? So, let, let, let's uh, talk a little bit about your sister. Uh, we know your sister. We've known we knew her longer than you, and it, it, it came on quick. I mean, yeah. She fought for a long time, but then it was like, holy crap, and it, it, it just, once this last bout, it just went downhill, and it didn't stop. Yeah. And so, um, how are you handling things now? Because <laughs> your sister was one of your best friends. Again, she was also probably one of your biggest rivals from the way you talk as when you were little, but... <laughs> Yeah, we were evil to each other as kids, and I think that had a lot to do with everybody saying, why can't you be like Elisa? Why can't you be like Dawn? Elisa or, or Dawn doesn't do anything like that, and that's never a good thing to do. But when we finally grew up, we realized these were other people's issues, and we left other people's issues in the dust, and we became the best of friends along with sisters um it's been very hard um it's not gonna get easier I know this I've been through this before I'm just gonna get used to it you know uh we had our our, our friends was your son uh several years ago, right? Like five years ago now? I think, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it was five years ago. And, and it came to a point where everyone around was like, ah, move on, get out and over it. And, you know, you really don't. I, it's one thing to lose like a parent and even let's be fair, a sibling, you kind of, you kind of expect them to go at some point, but never a child. And, and even looking at them today, that's a loss that no no void can fill, you know. Mm-hmm. And so let's move on. Let, so let's uh, bring up another point of, of 
this process, you know, like, I've lost several people close to me, well, I knew personally, you know, really, but some people who may be in this room, we've lost people, there's a lot of motivation from those people that lost, you know, I, I, I know, um, I, I know a guy at work, or at one of my many jobs I've had, who his motivation was he felt like he was done wrong, and he held on to that negative energy, and he just kept kept him going. So with that being said, what happens when you lose that motivation? Or, you know, for instance, let's, let's take Sarah for a moment, and she's a daddy girl. Um, what happens when the motivation to be the, the happy daughter for your father, what happens when that gets taken away? How does that change? I, I guess I'm trying to go beyond the whole just screaming. How does that change your motivation? How, how does that change your perspective on life? I agree with all that. Uh, well, okay, and I'm just, you know, well, it's like, uh, you know, if, I, I don't know, like, let, let's say that Elisa's sister was, like, the evil stepsister, and she would bash her and be degrade her, and it, moti- it, it ended up putting her thinking negative thoughts, and that was the motivation on how she thought was negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's gone, right? What what next? You know, there's no more. I'll show her. Right, but how do, does anybody ever actually get over that? Because I I don't know if we've ever brought this up on a podcast, but I know in different parts of things we've talked about in the past and trauma and stuff is look, most of us probably got bullied when we were kids. And there's things that I got told when I was like six years old that I still carry around with me today. It's not like it necessarily drives my life, but that motivation's been there. And, you know, it's one of those things that constantly, you know, it's still in the back of your mind somewhere. the effects of the loss of motivation. Some of the things that my art was motivated by is my sister always wanted to see the next big thing, the next great thing. And I always loved showing it to her. And I'm just I'm just finishing up projects I've already done and have no interest in Yes, but for someone that's lost somebody that has a loss, you know, 28 years with my dad, you know, um, keep that motivation going as in because of the fact that he wants you, he loves to see you do that, think of this is for Dom. This is why I'm doing this. To always keep moving forward. That's why I do what I do. This is for my dad. Because my dad would love to, you know, see me get married and have kids and you know, be that, be a grandpa, 
and different things, you just gotta push forward and yeah, they're not there to to say, Hey, look what I've done but you know they're proud of you. Mhm. I will always be proud of you. No matter where they are. So you need to just, you know, you just think of that, you know, don't lose no, don't stop doing something because they're not there to see that you've done. You know, think of this is what she would want me to do. She would want me to keep moving forward. Just stopping is not, doesn't help anything. But it is hard. It is. I still, I'm about to have another, if the doctor's right this time, another loss. And the dichotomy of the two are just mind-boggling. Well, let's, um, let, let's bring up, because I'm assuming you're talking about your mother. Yeah. Okay, so, that's the perfect example. You don't, you don't mind if I kind of... Oh, my mom's a raging psycho bitch from hell. Okay, okay, so your mom has been less than pleasant to you yeah. in your life. And yeah. you and I had just recently had the conversation of if you and your mom had such a bad... Uh, relationship, why do you why do you let her have the power over you that you do? Oh, I have to do Thanksgiving with my mom. You don't like your mom. Don't go. Why do you, look, I'm here. Why? I don't get along with a lot of my family members. I don't want to deal with them. They're, as long as they're fine, whatever. Hey, cool, but I don't need your judginess on me. Because I didn't grow up around here and have your their values, and I'm sure I have family members. You're gonna hear this, okay? It's 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 just true. But you know, so what happens then? That negativity that you got from your mother, what what what? I I'm asking not like you know, because we never know how we're gonna react to anything, but um, you know. I wonder how that's going to change you mentally, how you're going to think about things. If if all that negative energy your mom put at you, if it's still going to if you're still if it's still going to matter to you. Which people carry that that those things on forever. It, you know? Look. So like my uh, my maternal mother passed last year due to COVID related complications. You know, I went back because I thought, well, uh, try to give her her last dying wish, have all her kids together to see her. And, you know, unfortunately, by the time I was supposed to be there, I was still in the air and she passed. So, um, all, all I know that I could do is be supportive of my brother and sister and try to be the be best big brother I could be. Because I didn't have the connection there. But I also discovered a lot about um, how much she loved me and how much she thought of me. And, you know, I honestly, I tried to go a couple years before because I was getting to know one of my aunts on that side. And I wanted to see her when she got sick. So, well, you know, things happen and it just never happened. But... With that being said, I got to spend time with my nieces. I got to watch my brother be a dad. I got to spend time getting to know my sister and, and 
left a good vapor with that. And I feel like a part of my life that was missing isn't as big as it was. Now I, I, I still live with, with multiple streets and I would deal with it all. And they're saying like, oh yeah, it's the crisp and not the chupacabra that or somehow somebody knew what it was. You two know that we got your back, and we've got you. If you need to cry, you need to you need to mourn, you need to you need to laugh or whatever. And that's what we ended up doing that night. Is we ended up watching old funny movies because you needed your mind there. Yeah. On the other hand, you you can't really you can't push it. You can't force it. It's still a certain thing that that person going through it kind of has to come around to it. I mean, you hear all these things, you hear all this advice and you can't just make this, you can't leap to it. There's a Zen saying where um, shit, I don't know if I can translate it to this. Um, Where he talks about there's two truths. People are always talking about relative and absolute truth. He talks about you I, he uses the example of joy. You can't experience true joy, without true joy without going through the relative. You won't know what to do with it. And it's kind of the same with healing after mourning. You know how you're supposed to feel, but you have to go through, you have to confront your suffering on your own, whether you know people are there for you or not. There's still like a... I don't know if you call it a chemical process or spiritual. It's probably all of the above. You still need to go through something. It's I, I guess they call it processing it. You know, it, you you can't just jump to the end, but it, you kind of want to do that. You kind of want to jump to the conclusion and get the morning over with because it's annoying, and you really can't do that. Uh, and then there's some people that are in this uh, in this group right now who tend to like to push everything off and compartmentalize it, and I'll just deal with it later. And then when later it comes, I'll deal with it later. And then you do it so long, then all of a sudden, oh, I have to address these issues now. And then hmm. nah, I was uh, I was really respecting because this year again. With this being a rough year, it's, I'm not going to say it was a horrible year. This year was a lot of, a lot of good has come out of this year. A lot of good has come out of this personally through this pandemic. I was able to, was able to handle business, you know, new job, new, new hobbies, my continuing learning for physical health and everything you know it's been a good year but at some point I was like I, I'll just deal with it whatever I had to deal with later and then I find out that even with the new job I had to get used to a new type of work F or something there's something they put in like uh, flu shots 
like one of the proteins or something that she got she got a flu shot and she had an allergic reaction to it and then her doctor said well do you know what shot you which one it was and she's like no she goes your best bet's not to take a flu shot and she just got itches to where she puked so it just felt like medication you could take it safely doesn't mean she can't but just because the used to be closer and just died a few weeks ago of COVID related <coughs> complications and you know I, it kind of it kind of makes it irritates me because people are like oh it's just a flu and I'm like it kind of irritates me because it sounds arrogant to talk about it that way but you know again everybody has the rights to their own opinions but I'm like well you know the biggest deal I wish we could all be on the same page about it honestly if you if somebody doesn't want to get the vaccine you they shouldn't be forced honestly if they want to go through and go through what this friend did who seems very against it and everything. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but again, I'm trying not to judge people for not taking it, and I've known people to give me reasons why they don't want to take it. And the biggest commonality I've noticed about it is it's not that they're necessarily against the vaccine itself, but they're against being told that they have to take it. And so, you know, that that's a we there's a whole debate in in what's right and your freedoms and your responsibilities, you know. But but the truth is there's people who can't you to handle business and you know, new job, new new hobbies my continually learning for physical health and everything you know it's been a good year but at some point I was like I, I'll just go with the whatever I had I got to spend time getting to know my sister and, and lots of good things were with that and I feel like a part of my life that was missing isn't as big as it was You two know that we got your back, and we've got you. If you need to cry, you need to you need to mourn, you need to you need to laugh or whatever. And that's what we ended up doing that night. Is we ended up watching old funny movies because you needed your mind there. Yeah. On the other hand, you you can't really you can't push it. You can't force it. It's still a certain thing that. 
that person going through it kind of has to come around to it. I mean, you hear all these things, you hear all this advice, and you can't just l- make this, you can't leap to it. <laughs> there, there's a Zen saying where, um, shit, I don't know if I can translate it to this, um, where he talks about there's two truths. People are always talking about relative and absolute truth. He talks about, you. Uh, I see uses the example of joy. You can't experience true joy, without true joy without going through the relative. You won't know what to do with it. And it's kind of the same with healing after mourning. You know how you're supposed to feel, but you have to go through... You have to confront your suffering on your own, whether you know people are there for you or not. There's still like a, I don't know if you call it a chemical process or spiritual, it's probably all of the above. You still need to go through something. It's I, I guess they call it processing it. You, know, it you, you can't just jump to the end, but it, you kind of want to do that. You kind of want to jump to the conclusion and get the morning over with. Because it's annoying. And you really can't do that. Right. Uh, and then there's some people that are in this uh, in this group right now who tend to like to push everything off and compartmentalize it. And I'll just deal with it later. And then when it later comes, I'll deal with it later. And then you do it so long that all of a sudden, oh, I have to address these issues now. And then... Hmm. Because this year, again, with this being a rough year, it's, I'm not going to say it was a horrible year. This year was a lot of, a lot of good has come out of this year. A lot of good has come out of this personally through this pandemic. I was able to, I just talked to um, a friend who said that they can't take the vaccine because there's something, there's something they put in like, uh, flu shots uh, like one of the proteins or something that she got she got a flu shot and she had an allergic reaction to it and then her doctor said well do you know which shot you, which one it was and she's like no she goes your best bet's not to take a flu shot and she's just got issues to where she doesn't feel like medically she could take it safely doesn't mean she can't it's just because the flu shot she takes she can't i suppose right yeah because they don't know what it is because who knows there's not that common true yeah you, you know true. even if there isn't and, and not that i not that i want to blow blow her um her stuff out of water but i guess her um grandpa has recently come down to being sick and her uncle got covid but her mom due to her job, had to get the, the COVID shot, right? And she goes, my mom just went out, the, just went out to go, because it's in Arizona, right? She goes, now that she's got the, got the full uh, vaccination, but she thinks she's, not, she's safe from everything, like she's invincible. And it, it's just, it gets concerning because you don't know, man. All, all you can, t- all, all you know, is that when it's your time, it's your time. You can't stop it. 
the only thing you can do is make sensible choices. Oh, don't drive drunk. Don't try to run into oncoming traffic. You know, don't stick a fork in a light socket. Whatever. Or your tongue. Exactly, you know. So... And that's what makes it scary is because people want to grieve over what they're doing, but uh, it feels like this world's losing its damn mind, to be honest. Oh, no argument there. We're all going right now. Remember to keep your own, though. Sometimes it's just a matter of... uh, Slowing down and following your own breath and remembering that it's, I don't know, you're, if you can not just, uh, not to quote this uh, philosophy of selfishness, but you have to take care of yourself first and then it's sort of like the old saying, free your mind and your ass will follow. If you take care of yourself, you just kind of center your own self and sometimes your own world centers around you. You get caught up in all this news and this drama and this emotion, and it's not really yours. <laughs> it's, um, you don't want to bring the world's suffering onto your own suffering. Don't, you know, find the road that leads to well-being and bring other people with you, and that's kind of will cure the other thing. So let me say, sir, Ted, you've been kind of quiet. You got anything to say on anything? Mm, I'm just listening to you guys talk about grieving as every event turned off to something else. Well, no, <laughs> but go, it goes back because of the loss. Yeah. And honestly, I, uh, I think the biggest part of me grieving about me personally of my loss is that it felt it, when Mariah passed. It, it felt strange, and that that was it. I I wasn't like crying my eyes out or anything, but you know, and I guess going into that with the back into grieving, I I think the last time I truly grieved over anybody was uh, my grandfather died in ninety six, and after that death just. Honestly, I don't want to deal with it. If if I don't have to go to a funeral or whatever, I, I'd rather not go, to be honest. And that's not trying to be disrespectful, but, you know. It's hard to leave something with the emotion after it doesn't do go anywhere, you know. Oh, I'm not good at expressing those, uh, expressing those emotions, you know. I was there when you got the news for your sister and you dropped your phone and all I could do was tell her uh, her husband I, I'm, I'm sorry that you dropped your phone and I'm sorry for your loss I, I, I don't know how to be comforting you don't have the um, empathy like that that has to do with the head injury you had when you were 13 right. but me being an empath <laughs> all the loss that's been going on really affects me because I feel the pain that people are going through. Well, then let's talk about let's talk about that. Gives you an avenue to really add into said conversation. 
all this stuff's going on, and, and let's face it, it's not just about the grieving right now. Our world is, it just seems like. It's more polarized than ever. Yeah, everything is just so aggressive and hateful right now that, you know, whether it's opinions about COVID, whether it's opinions about politics, it's just everything right up in your face intensely now. Yeah. And you being an empath, Jean Grey, um, <laughs> how, how are you feeling about it all? I know, you know, I know you have your your own health that you're worried about and you know the well-being of your family members but we don't you know we don't tell everybody what's going on with us no um yeah I'm, I'm worried about my health I mean I don't I thought doctor's report was coming out that it would give me results on tests that I've had in recent past and um so those things are just on my mind constantly but um as an empath and everything going on why do you laugh you say empath and then you no i chuckle because the fact is that it's hard because it's not my business to grieve over people i don't know because the fact is, it's hard. Because I read a news article and I got tears down, coming down my face. I watched some stupid commercial and that you know, and I feel for the people in the commercial. I, you know, it's very hard for me sometimes. I can't read something without, you know, feeling emotion over what I'm reading because I feel for the people that I'm reading about. Either happy emotions or sad emotions. You become attached to the situation yeah. usually, yeah. It's hard watching movies. I mean, there's, it could be anything, you know? And it's like, I feel for that person. Like, really bad. And even, you know, fictional characters. It's, that's been going on all my life, and I never really knew why I did it. Until just not too long ago. And, you know, it could even be a dumb cartoon. Yeah. And I, I feel that way. And with the pandemic, it's gotten really bad. You know, where I feel people in pain when I don't even know who these people are. Right. And, you know, and I know when people having an issue with something. I don't tell them, but I know when they're having it because sometimes I don't feel it's my place to cry, but I can feel their emotions. I can feel they're hiding something. Right. And, but I don't say anything because I don't want to start anything. And there's that hard choice because, you know, butterfly effect and all that stuff. If you say something, Maybe you could change it for the right re- the right way. Maybe you change it for the worse. If you don't say something, yeah, I don't know. Same I don't know, when, I don't know when the right time is to say anything. If I, you know, because I can, I, I can tell when someone's having, you know, hiding their emotions. You know, when they're saying they're fine, and it's like, okay. And when I say that tone, okay, 
It's because I know you're lying. Well, that's probably okay. I don't say I'm okay. I say I'm maintaining. Oh. <laughs> I'm maintaining? Well, I can tell. See, but it's all positive once no you go up. No check. Although I do have a giant bruise on my leg I have no clue where it came from. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, you know, it's hard for me, you know. And like I said, this pandemic has been really bad. Oh, you know, we don't want to go off on the last president we had. That was wor- that was pretty bad, too, as, as an empath. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, it's just, you know, I don't, I get, you know, it's stressful. You know, it's very stressful, and like I said, I've had this for a for a long time. Always wondered why I cried over the stupidest things as a child, when all my other friends never did. You know why I thought things were a certain way when I read something and I got tears. And I've had people look at me, "Are you crying?" I had to go, "No, allergies, nothing. I'm fine," because I got tired of telling people, "I yeah, you know that was bad to me." You know, so I. Well, how much of this is is all triggered because we don't have time to take a step back and go look what's happening inside me? To you can kind of take a ninety degree angle from, like you mentioned, the butterfly effect. That's kind of acting as if you touch something and it sets off a cascade that you're helpless to fix. But if you keep your focus on it, or just keep reminding yourself. To monitor it, maybe you're not so helpless. Maybe, but it, a lot of it is just having to take time for ourselves and look what's going on, and take a step back and kind of detach ourselves from this whirlwind or this tornado that's sucking us in. I would, I'll come from the I'll come from the aspect of because I don't want to deal with it. Let's face it. I, I'm going through some crap. I don't want to deal with it. If I stay busy, I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. I would rather Again, have a root canal than deal with it. Put in a car compartmentalizing it, right? Like, oh, if I keep busy doing this, I don't have to deal with the negative thoughts in my head. That's part of that's part of why I was glad when I finally got off the night shift full time is because. I'd be texting, I, I had some of the greatest friends staying up all night texting me to keep me busy, but man, as soon as those letters were not showing up, that that voice in my head, you're not good enough, nobody likes you. Is it true? Absolutely not, but that's what goes off in the head. Yeah. But then it's taking the time to understand and I realize it's it's easy. This is what I'm talking about is not leaping ahead and trying to leap to the end. Uh, Got to take that little time out and go, okay, what's going on? And remind yourself that that's, uh, it's an illusion. And just get a hold of it. Thich Nhat Hanh's talking about talks about when you get pissed off or angry or something, that's your child inside you being disappointed. I had a hard time doing this, too, because of the picture I got of a small child in my arms. But he starts talking about, imagine when you're angry that that's your baby, that's yourself as a small child. And you're, you're crying because you're hungry and you're hurt and you're not, you don't understand what's going on. And you want to 
take your adult self and imagine embracing that child in yourself. Now, start, it sounds kind of silly, but the thing is, he, he says something like, well, do you, when you're hurt or you're angry, do you piss off the child inside yourself more by, by pushing it away and, and say, no, go outside and I'll give you something to cry about, you know, like the old-fashioned dad or something like that or do you pick it up and go hey i got this it's okay settle down you know we don't take time out to do that for ourselves because we're always being told at work that oh your work is your first thing like you said you go into work you want to work and not deal with it but it's going to come back and bite you on the ass so maybe it affects your work and there's a there's like this cycle there that somewhere you're going to have to interact with this or it's just going to keep going round and round and round and round. Or like they tell you. I I hope that makes sense. Or it's like they tell you, leave your work at work and leave your home at home. Um, There's a Buddhist saying that says... not easy to do because nine times out of ten, you spend more time at work than you do at home. Yeah. There's a Buddhist thing that uh, says... Uh, when you drink a glass of water, just drink a glass of water. When you walk, just walk. And sometimes just reminding yourself of when you get your mind starts flying off the rails, your emotions just go, what am I doing now? Like you're taking a walk. Okay, I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to walk. And, and I'll, I'll process this. Something inside me will process this as I walk. And you settle your mind at the same time doing that. I, I'm not sure I'm quoting it quite right. But, but. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, you know, but you're right. We're all going to have to deal with our, the issues that are, we're facing in our lives. Do you feel better talking about it? Yeah. Do you feel better talking about it? Oh, I feel like I got something out. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's uh, that's part of what the CK project provides is to give people Help. a little bit of something to yeah. get out of their system yeah. and figure it out. Do you feel any better? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I think anybody got anything other they want to add? Well. We have to listen to this podcast on the tab. There might be a couple of glitches in it because as we are CK broadcasting. CK Project is also on yeah. TikTok now. Yeah. Go check out the videos. I uh, was learning to mic while we were doing this, and I chopped this. I actually chopped this podcast up into a multi-track on accident, and we've got. A, I have to reassemble a couple little multi-tracks. Okay. okay. So, so hopefully it, it sounds so good. I'll let, when, then we're gonna wrap this up. I'll let you edit it up and just yeah. send it. You send it yeah. to me an email. All right. With that being said, it's your boy, your director Chris Keeling, and we're gonna call all that a wrap tonight. We're gonna be bringing these podcasts back. I miss it. I miss you. Love you. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Bye bye. Bye. Happy Turkey Day. <laughs>